Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. This is your NFL Week 1 Best Bets episode. Yes, we have made it to week one in the National Football League. I'm your host today, Brendan Glasheen, joined by three Action Network experts who will be going through their three favorite bets each for this weekend's action. We've got Brandon Anderson, Jill Gallant, and Luke Swain, the mysterious man, no longer a mystery, behind Vegas Refund, one of Twitter's most popular NFL picks accounts. Great to have Luke joining us. As a reminder, you can use the Action Network app to follow today's picks and all of the pods picks all week long. Just use the app follow feature and search Action Network NFL picks, and it will bring you straight to it. All right. First up, before we get going, get the juices flowing a bit. We're going to go around the horn in one sentence summarize this Sunday slate. Brandon Anderson, go. It is all about the division underdogs. We got six division games in week one. Underdogs will be ready for the big games. Ten home dogs this weekend. Ten. How about you, Jill? Betting FOMO is real. It's been over 200 days since we've been betting on the NFL. The fact that we're just now getting to this Sunday, I am so pumped about it, and it's just been so long. So, yeah, betting FOMO, very real. All right, Luke, what do you got for us? It's the most underdogs at home. Week one, it's either a trap or huge money. The most in an opening week in the NFL since the league moved to a 16-game schedule in 1978. That's how far you got to go back. Stat courtesy of uh, Evan Abrams here at Action. So, Luke, your hunch is correct. First best bet of the day will come from Brandon Anderson. First, though, as a reminder, our experts have not consulted with one another before we started our record for this episode. So picks may overlap. Picks may contradict. We will find out now. It's every man for himself on these best bets. Brandon Anderson, hit us with your first pick, please. All right, let's get down and dirty and ugly it up with this first pick. We're going with the Houston Texans plus seven and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. I told you it was about the division underdogs. We're starting with one right away. Look, Houston's roster is rough, but Lovey Smith, I don't know about his long-term hope there, but he's a floor raiser. He's, he can get the, you know, get the best out of his veteran guys. The Colts are moving to new defense under Gus Bradley. I think Indianapolis is more about floor than a, a huge ceiling. They're not really a team built to blow teams out, but really this is not about the teams. This is about the number. This is about the trends. So, let me hit you with a whole bunch of trends from Action Labs. Love it. I, I mentioned the division underdogs angle. Since 2005 in Action Labs, division underdogs in week one 
I've covered the spread 60% of the time. Since 2014, they're 29-9-1 against the spread. That is a 76% cover rate. Division underdogs week one. We got more. Teams that missed the playoffs last year in week one cover 56% of the time, up to 59% since 2011. Teams that won four to six games last year that are underdogs now, 70, 34, and two against the spread. That's covering two thirds of the time. And if this line creeps back up, it was at eight, eight and a half earlier in the week. We got even better trends that way. But there's more. There's always more. As I was looking at trends here, everything screams fade the Colts. Frank Reich has coached four years with the Colts. He has never won in week one. He's never covered in week one. In fact, the Colts are the worst week one team in football in our system since 2005. They're four, 12 and one against the spread. They have not covered at any point in the last seven seasons. And Matt Ryan, who wasn't with the Colts for any of those games, you may recall, is the least profitable week one quarterback in our system at Action Labs. He's five and nine against the spread. He too has failed to cover six in a row. He's lost four in a row, including three times as a favorite. Everything says the Colts are overvalued here. I'm getting ugly. First pick of the year, Houston Texans plus seven and a half. Texans are favored by more than a touchdown. The Jets and Bears are other teams that fit that bill. In the last 15 years, five teams have been underdogs by more than a touchdown at home, may I add. And they are uh, 0-5 straight up, but 5-0 and against the spread. I do want to add to that. You can pick certain trends and hate on trends. I, I totally get that. Season openers are a little bit different because it really is the same scenario every single time. Each team has the same amount of time to prep. Usually they're going in healthy. The trends on week one mean more to me than they do in any other week. Luke, Vegas refund. You're ready to go. What do you have? So my first one's going to be Browns plus one and a half, which to me is just the wrong team's favored. You got Baker Mayfield starting for the Panthers against his old team, of course. Um, And if let's just say Deshaun Watson was starting for this team, on paper, it's the top five roster in the entire league. Uh, it should be pick them. Browns should be favored, in my opinion. Don't see Baker Mayfield getting a lot done against his defense. Everyone is high on the Panthers, and I think it's really for like fantasy football reasons, where you got the DJ Moores and the Christian McCaffreys, which is just like pumping up their perception. There's zero positive news, really, from the whole Deshaun Watson fiasco, where everyone, I think, is a little bit too low on the Browns. This should be a pick them to me. I'll take the free one and a half. Money line, whatever you want. Very good. And uh, according to the Action app, all the money coming in, Brandon Anderson, on Carolina right now. Yeah, I got another stat for you that likes the Browns here too. Week one, road underdogs of under three points, like the Browns are, in the last decade are 18-5 and against the spread. I think this is a good script for Cleveland Browns. Yeah, 100%. Joe Gallant, how about your first pick? You've been quiet, but I feel like you're ready to give us uh, some smoke. I was just in suspending my belief of uh, Brandon being super on brand with fading the Colts again. Uh, For anybody who's listening to the Action Network podcast, Brandon is very low on the Colts. So for my first pick, I am going to take Jalen Hurts over 46 and a half rushing yards versus the Lions. 
So Hertz rushing yards was my, it was pretty much one of my go-to props last year. He topped 47 yards or more in nine to 15 games last year. He also played against a very similar Lions squad in week eight last year, 71 yards on seven carries. The Lions closed last season, ranking 29th in rushing yards allowed per game last year. Now this number, it's a little bit higher than we're used to getting. Uh, because we would get it in the low 40s last year. But I feel like as long as it's below 50 yards, I'm going to keep riding this play because last season he was on a six-game stretch where he was averaging like 56.4 rushing yards per game. That was from week seven to week 12. And the books had to up his prop line up to about 49 and a half for the remainder of the season. And after that, he didn't actually get over that line because he dealt with an ankle injury the remainder of the season, never really topped that number again. But I think the ability is still there. He's healed. He's healthy. And Hertz led all quarterbacks in rushing attempts last year, fourth in yards per carry. He's going to call his number a lot. And I feel like 46 and a half, that's a sweet spot number. As long as it's below 50, I'm going to be taking the over every time. All right. Second pick time for the crew, Brandon, Jill, and Luke. We'll start with Brandon Anderson. Your second pick for week one, please. Well, I was going to save this one for third, but I'm going right back to that same game. And I am backing the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles minus three and a half on the road in Detroit. This one's not about trends. This is backing my preseason reads. For me, week one, if you don't got it, if you don't have the trend that you want, you just have to say, okay, we've done all the work. Like Luke said, we know what the team is. Everyone comes in on the same page. Who do you like? Who do you want to fade? And I like the Eagles and I want to fade the Lions. Philadelphia, I think, had a perfect offseason. A.J. Brown came come in at receiver, the big weapon to add to the rushing attack on defense. I think this could be a top-five defense. James Bradbury, Hassan Reddick, big additions. Jordan Davis, I think, will be a huge first-round pick addition. <laughs> no pun intended. The dude is massive, and he's going to eat up guys on the line. The Eagles have the best trenches in the NFL. Offense, for sure. Maybe defense, too, with their depth. I think it's the best non-quarterback roster in the NFL, which, you know, a bit of a backhanded compliment. We'll see what Jalen Hurts can do this year. But it's a very good team. The Lions, eh, I think we're confusing improved with good. The Lions are improved. The Lions aren't good yet, <laughs> particularly defensively. This is my worst defense in the league. They are below average or bad at every position. You, you spoiled this one for me a little bit, Brandon, but that game last year, before the, the Eagles played the Lions, they started out pretty much just off our radar. They were 2-5. and five, They're 21st in offensive DVOA. That game that you mentioned, they ran for 46 times, 236 yards. That's just disrespect. That's saying, look, we don't need a game plan. We're just going to run it right at you. Hey, kneecaps, we're coming for you. We're <laughs> running it up your gut. Smash mouth, coming for you. And the Lions couldn't do a thing about it. From that game forward... The Eagles were sixth in offensive DVOA the rest of the season, 44 to six. They won seven of their, uh, their nine games to end the year. So I don't think we're getting 44 to six. The Lions are better. I, I, this line is a spot where to me, this is going to be above a touchdown. If it was a month from now, I think the Eagles will be coasting. The Lions will get a reality check post hard knocks. I like Philly. Like right now I'm looking at like the betting splits and it's like basically 50, 50. If like hard knocks hadn't happened, you would totally be like 70% on Philly. Underdogs trend for hard knocks. I don't think we can uh, pull that <laughs> in that labs. Luke, what's your second pick for us? Giants plus five and a half. Uh, this is definitely one that I might wait a little until like Sunday because like six is definitely that like number that I really want. 
Mm-hmm. I bet this months ago, still like it at five and a half in terms of like teams going in opposite directions. It's like true. Like the giants, and the Titans are it. the Titans. They definitely had a top five defense in my opinion, but their offense is just a shell of what we're going to be expecting in the past where offensive line, not very good. They lost their alpha and AJ Brown Tannehill jury's out where the giants, you cannot go understated. And I'm someone who like, doesn't really look to criticize coaching. Cause I'm not a coach. I haven't been in the league for 30 years, et cetera, but it cannot go understated at how bad Joe judge and company were last year. And Brian Dable being the head coach now is like a genuine upgrade. And I'm not comparing the two. Daniel Jones has a skill set of Josh Allen, like a poor man's, let's just say. This is way too many points. For a Giants team that I'm high on, I think a lot of people are high on that I respect as well. And I, I just don't see how the Titans can cover this. Okay, Jill Gallant, you had a total for us for your first pick. What do you got for your second pick? I hate to use the term trap bet. But honestly, I'm going to take the bait on this one. I'm taking Najee Harris over three and a half receptions versus the Bengals. That's at plus 105. So obviously rookie running back going into his second year, pretty good first year, 74 receptions last year. That was a season leader for all running backs. Um, And again, if even if you just did the simple math of 74 catches by 17 games, it still works out to 4.3 receptions per game. Mm -hmm. But I'm not just going to tell people just to bet it on that. All you have to do is really look at the Bengals defense. Cincinnati, despite their Cinderella run, they have some pretty clear flaws. And one of that is pass catching running backs. So the Bengals, they ranked 28th in receptions allowed to running backs during the regular season last year. During the playoff run, like they'll have multiple running backs, like running backs that don't catch the ball. Like Josh Jacobs, they had like three or more catches throughout the entire playoff run. And not only that, Najee Harris is likely going to be has to have an even bigger role in this offense now because Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback and he has too many tendencies just to throw the ball in the dirt. So I think uh, quick little short passes, similar to kind of what Roethlisberger was doing last year. Also, I mean, just to throw this out there, Harris had a game last year against Cincinnati where he had 14 catches. So just based on that volume alone, 5.5 targets per game last year. I'm going to take the swing that he's going to have four receptions because I think this is one reception line low. I think it should actually be at four and a half, probably closer to about plus 120. Okay, very good. And I, I would just also counter back. I think in a, in a way, Trubisky being the quarterback should help. Big Ben was awful last year. We'll see what he's, we'll see what he's made of early on. I don't have any response. I don't really want to say anything positive <laughs> about Mitch Trubisky. That a boy. Don't want to be on record. Fair enough. Okay, let's get to uh, each of the guys' final picks. We're going to do three each on this uh, on this particular episode each week. Brandon Anderson, your third best bet for week one. Well, I'm glad I switched up the order here because Jill and I have good synergy. I'm staying in the same game again, and I'm backing the underdog here. I'll take the Steelers plus six and a half in Cincinnati. Super Bowl loser. Look, we know about the Super Bowl loser curse. Everyone talks about it. What you might not know is it starts now. It starts immediately. This century, teams that lost the Super Bowl only went 9-13 and 13 in the opener, 4-18 and 18 against the spread. 4-18. and 18. That is terrible. And it tells us what you think, which is, hey, that team was pretty good last year. They made a deep run. Let's bet on that side. And we're boosting the line a little bit. We love the Steelers in a raw, raw Mike Tomlin underdog spot. I'm going to cut you off because I laugh at that all the time. Like, football's our game, our business is winning. That's what the hell we paid to do. Tomlin, for his career, 45-23-2 against the spread as an underdog. Now, that trend is a little stronger later in the year, but 
Here's one that's a little stronger now. As a division underdog, Tomlin is 19-6-2 against the spread. 76% cover rate. He's got a winning record straight up as an underdog for his career, and that is 15 years. So has no small number, 33% ROI to the money line if you just bet Mike Tomlin underdog teams. And, of course, this is another one of those division underdogs I mentioned. So all those same trends apply here, too. The Bengals swept last season, but the Steelers have won 11 out of 14 in the rivalry. So this is a team that knows how to play the Bengals. The Steelers' defense is healthy. And there's been a lot of talk about the Bengals' offensive line, how much it got better. But it's new. They're going to have to take some time to get used to each other. And they're going to have to do it against TJ Watt and Cam Hayward. And that is a big test out of the gate for a line that I think is maybe a little overhyped. They might be fine. They're not as bad as they were, but they're going to get a big test right away. The Bengals' strength is their passing attack. That's Pittsburgh's biggest strength on defense, the passing attack. I think it helps offset that. We got Mike Tomlin against Zach Taylor as a huge coaching mismatch for me. I had this line something closer to Bengals minus four. This is just way too many points. So I love the Steelers as an underdog plus six and a half on the road. I love the false enthusiasm. I'm going to see if we can make one of you guys quit today. Okay, let's go to Luke's third pick. I'm very low on the Patriots this year, and that's coming from a Patriots fan. But when I look at this line where they're three and a half point dogs at Miami, it's just, it's just a disrespect. I haven't said anything positive about the Patriots. Like I'm literally like arguing against myself right now, but at three and a half, like you just, you just have to play it. It's the Patriots. There's so many unknowns still with the dolphins, specifically with their quarterback, which is pretty important. Getting so much hype from the Tyree kill, like another like fantasy, like a guru team where all of this perception of the dolphins is just growing where it was two and a half. I want to say last week and now it's three and a half mm-hmm. or it's just, Close your eyes and slam it for me. An easy bet. A divisional underdog opening week. There you go. Let's go ahead, Brandon. Just one stat to add. Bill Belichick is an underdog. Not quite Mike Tomlin, but as you would expect, pretty darn good. Belichick underdog is 30-15-2 and two against the spread. So that is covering two out of every three opportunities. He also has a winning record straight up as an underdog. Get this one too. It'll be just the second time since 04 the Patriots are underdogs in week one. You got to go back to when Tom Brady was suspended for Deflate Gate. The Patriots are plus nine in that game. They won the game 23 21. And like there's been so much negative media attention to the Patriots' training camp where it's like, I don't know why we are believing this with Belichick, where like for someone who totally has a grasp of the media and doesn't communicate much. Like, why are we so aware of how bad the Patriots have been when we really have never been this aware in the past? Look, fellas, I am sick of this okay? I can't stand much more of this. It's a joke. It's a joke. Jill Gallant, take us home. Your final pick for week one. All right, so I'm going to give you a little bit of background first. So I'm known as the touchdown guy here at Action Network. But mm-hmm. last year, I'm willing to say that, and I'm just looking at the numbers before I came onto the pod today, interception props was pretty close to my pro- most profitable market last year that I was playing because I was able to just keep banking on plus money guys. It's one of my guilty pleasures is banking on the incompetence of quarterbacks. Honestly, to me, I, <laughs> like I get giddy watching it. Like some of my like victims you know, last season that I was kind of doing was like I had Ryan Tannehill twice at plus money, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield. So the guy that I'm going to be taking this week, and it coincides actually with Brandon's pick earlier, 
I'm going to take Matt Ryan to throw an interception at plus 160. Double-digit INTs in four of the last five years. He's playing on the road to a divisional rival. And obviously a lot went wrong in Houston last year, but one of the lone bright spots was that its ability to force interceptions. The Texans were seventh in total interceptions last year, and they were one of two teams, with the Saints being the other, to be in the top 10 in that category while also having a losing record. So for me, to like they play above their strengths there. Um, going to have an improved secondary. Obviously, Derek Stingley, I think, is going to make a little bit of an impact on that front. Now, I will say, like, I'm not going to be as brave as Brandon. I'm not going to endorse the Texans spread bet or, you know, <laughs> taking Ryan, Matt Ryan passing prop unders. But he's tied for the highest odds on the board for an interception this week. The other quarterback oh. is Aaron Rodgers, who has nine interceptions over the last two seasons. Like, this isn't the pot and kettle kind of comparison here. Like, we take a Matt Ryan interception here. Quarterbacks in a new city, new team, the last two years have won the title, and Brady and, and Stafford, it doesn't mean they all work right away. All right, so let's recap. We'll go Brandon, Luke, Jill, dish out your three picks. Just so we have it at nice, nice, clean summary. All right, I am riding dirty with my Houston Texans, plus seven and a half. The Pittsburgh Steelers, another division underdog, plus six and a half. And then my one favorite for week one, the Eagles, minus three and a half. And I'm going with the Browns plus one and a half, the Giants plus five and a half, and then the Patriots plus three and a half. Hey, and I'm going with three player props. I got Jalen Hurts over 46 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. I got Najee Harris over three and a half receptions versus the Bengals. That's still at plus money. And then, of course, we're going to cap it with Matt Ryan to throw an interception at plus 160. Okay, very good. Before we wrap the show, let's take a very quick look at next week's lines for NFL Week 2. Let's see if we like any numbers now. It's always good to get out ahead of it before they adjust. We've got one guy on this panel that's interested. Uh, It's Brandon Anderson, one of your specialities, sir. What do you like for Week 2? Yeah, so the key with the look ahead is it's all about the number. It's trying to get ahead of a line move that we expect to come, trying to get some of that precious, precious CLV before the line moves by Sunday night. So you have to kind of pre-tell the narrative here. I'm grabbing our first Thursday night game on Amazon Prime. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus two and a half at home against the Chargers. This is a huge game early in the year. Here's why we're pre-telling the story. The Chiefs start out against the Cardinals this week. That is one of the biggest rising lines so far. Arizona is missing DeAndre Hopkins on offense. They look like they're without J.J. Watt on defense. I am fading Arizona. I don't like them. The Chiefs are a team that could put up a big number on Arizona and suddenly look very good. Meanwhile, the Chargers, they're playing the Raiders. They're missing J.C. Jackson, a Mm. really important addition on that team, who, by the way, would have been the guy covering Devontae Adams. So if the Chargers stumble a little bit or even lose to the Raiders, I think that's very much in play. Suddenly, the darling Chargers on a fast turnaround, head to Kansas City and have to take on this suddenly unbeatable-looking Chiefs team, we're not getting that two and a half if you wait around. If that's what's happening, you want to get that line. Obviously, we're right in front of that key number. We might lose the key number the other direction very easily. The Chiefs have won a 13 out of 16 against the Chargers, and here's the reason you want to get this line low too. Patrick Mahomes, obviously a big favorite pretty much all the time. When Pat Mahomes is not a big favorite, if he's either a three-point favorite or less or an underdog for his career, 12-2-1 against the spread. He's covered 86% of the time by six and a half points. So 
when you get a chance to bet in Pat Mahomes as something close to a coin flip, you got to grab it. And that coin flip odds may not last if this Sunday goes according to script. Real quick, you gave the angle on the Chargers. Based on how the Chiefs look, do they need to score a lot of points this week in week one against the Cardinals? Do they have to cover? Is there an angle there that you're curious about or something that would make you feel even better about this? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for a big, comfortable Chiefs win, looking for their offense to be like, oh, hey, look, no Tyreek Hill, just fine. We got her plenty of points. It's still the Chiefs. That's basically my outlook on them for the season. And then it it might still be the Chargers. (laughs) Still the team that was really talented, but oh, we're down to a one-score game against the Raiders late. We're doing this again, the Chargers. I feel like that's kind of the story. We've done all the, the preseason hype. And the Chiefs aren't fun to hype. We know the Chiefs are good. We want to talk about the Chargers. The Chargers are sexy and fun. And then game one's about to hit. And it's going to be like, oh, hey, the Chiefs are pretty good, it turns out, still, every year. So I want to get ahead of that because I think that train is coming, just like it does every year. Brandon Anderson, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter and the Action app. And I'll ask the rest of you before we go as well. Yeah, I am at Wheaton Brando on Twitter. I've got an article out that's got all of my futures. I've got about like, 20 different futures articles with season leaders and awards, everything like that. Same thing at Wien Brando on the action app. Vegas refund has a name. It's no longer a mystery, but where can they find you? Vegas refund on Twitter. Where else can they find you, Luke? Vegas refund on Twitter, Vegas refund on action app. Easy enough. That's it. Very good. And Jill, I know you've got like a long Twitter, so. It's not too long. It's average. It's above average. You know, we'll say that. So it's G-Dog 5000, G-D-A-W-G 5000. That's both in the app and on social media for Twitter. Touchdown props is usually my forte. We're going to have a touchdown show on Sundays at 1030 a.m. Eastern on the Action YouTube channel. So come check it out. Gents, awesome work. Thanks so much for Brandon Anderson, Jill Gallant, Luke Swain, Vegas Refund, your host today, Brendan Glasheen. That'll do it today on the Action Network podcast for our NFL Week one, best bets. Enjoy the weekend. Best of luck. And we'll join you again next week for week two.